Well, welcome back in. Look, if you're one of the, the great many folks out there who's been watching everything going along in the, the pre-caucus season leading up to this election, we've seen a couple ideas be thrown out there that there may be uh, another third party. We saw RFK a little while ago, and now Joe Manchin says he may throw his his hat in the ring, so to speak. He's a bit of a long shot. Even he admits that. But after not seeking re-election now, it may be interesting to see what he brings in terms of conversational power to this. And we're happy to have uh, the doctor of an Air Force colonel, political strategist, Raven Harrison, on the line, who is an expert in matters like this. Raven, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Actually, the daughter of Air Force Colonel. The daughter? Oh, okay. Well, excuse me. I It's too early for me still. Look, <laughs> as we look at someone like Joe Manchin, who is, is yeah. fairly well-liked and respected in this realm, what is he really teasing everyone about? And, and in terms of his efficacy in this conversation, what might it be that he would bring awareness to? Well, what you're seeing with Joe Manchin is a really a slice of the Democrat playbook. And when I say that, it's because he said he's not seeking Senate re-election. However, he is courting big-dollar donors right now. And I say this all the time. Nobody accidentally fundraises. Okay? They sure. said this about just saying he's just raising money just in case. Like, just in case what? In case he accidentally becomes president? That never happens. So what you're seeing right now is – but there's a narrative, a very strong narrative on the left that you do not step out – of the, the party lines when they have the chosen one, which appears to be Gavin Newsom. So I think he is setting himself up to be heir apparent. He's setting himself up to either be the VP pick or step in if this plan doesn't go exactly the way they want it to. Yeah, and when we, we talk, we get into all kinds of things with the, with the Manchin conversation about um, ranked choice voting. For the average Joe who doesn't really understand what that means, why is that important that he may introduce that again? And it bleeds into term limits and other things. Well, it, it has to do with how the policy and how things are running. The Democrats, their platform in a whole, tries to shift things towards popular vote. They want to get rid of the Electoral College and things like that, which would be a horrific disaster. But what it does is it starts putting things in order in terms of the pecking order. So when you hear people, politicians uh, like McCarthy, you know, when he was Speaker of the House, well, why should you be Speaker of the House? It's my turn. Is it? Right. <laughs> well, the people disagree. So that's what you see with the ranked choice voting is, you know, who should be in the pecking order based on, you know, their seniority, their ability to fill commitments and to raise money for the party. Now what we're looking at with this is the fact that they've got all eyes. Biden's not going to make it. And they know that they're just trying to prep Gavin Newsom behind the scenes. Joe Manchin, however, has aspirations, same as RFK. And that independent pot, pot has 22 percent in it right now, which means both Republicans and Democrats need that 22 percent to get the White House. Yeah. Why do so the, that's Raven, in your experience, why does that um, interest that they have in creating term limits, um, you know, in the House and the Senate have appeal to the middle of the road style of voter? Why does the Democrat Party seem to think that that is going to take root? Well, they don't intend to really enact it. They like to say it because they know it's popular. People want term limits, but what they really want is bureaucracy limits, okay, because the presidency is term limited, and, and still there's problems that come, but yet Congress and the Senate can be there for decades. So we don't really have a true check and balance. But right now we will have to do that, and they are especially looking at it in the event that President Trump takes the White House back. Then that's when they're really going to want <laughs> term limits and – they're going to really want to clamp down on the Republican side. 
What is Manchin's attitude towards Gavin Newsom? Is there any way to really speculate on that at this point? I mean, do they have any kind of close working relationship? They seem vastly different in terms of experience and kind of, you know, what we see in the, from the, in the public arena. They seem to be far, far hard left versus a little bit more central. Correct. There doesn't seem to be any love lost between the two of them. And if, quite frankly, he Manchin would be a much better selection. What they're hoping is that the Democrats are losing votes. And this is in every poll. They are sliding among black voters, fractures in the Jewish space, and especially among young voters that are not drawn to a decrepit old man who can't walk across the stage. So they are having an issue now, but they think Gavin most represents the future and can pull in those young voters. However, I think Manchin is the one they really need. If they were smart, they would put him up first. Sure. And now we've seen, uh, I'm sure you've seen them too, quite a few questions really officially lobbed at the cognitive state of of President Biden. And should he be forced in some sense to take uh, cognitive testing and make sure that he has the capabilities? We've seen those headlines floated a lot now. Is that almost being allowed to a degree by the Democrat Party in case they need an extra strategy? Well, they will keep it, but they're not trying to use it. They are trying to stretch him as long as they can go, and and that's a ticking time bomb. Nobody knows how long he will last. The problem is statistically, figuratively, and personally, nobody wants what's behind door number two. Kamala cannot hold it. If that was to happen and she somehow became, oh gosh, I can't even shudder. We'll just say if she got that top spot, the problem is that she she would not be able to hold it. They would lose the keys to 1600 to a Republican guaranteed. She was so unpopular, she had to drop out of her primary. True. So there is no way she has the ability to, to, to maintain and hold that going into the 24 election. It would guarantee President Trump the, the yeah, win. Wow. Just a tangled web. And Raven, I guess lastly, in terms of fundraising, right, you, you aptly pointed out that fundraising for what? If you're not fundraising to be president, what would you be fundraising for? How is he doing in that regard? Clearly, there's powerhouse fundraisers. Is he even yes. remotely one of them? He's doing well. He's just started this, so it's hard to see how much traction. The, the, the filings haven't completely come out, but he is courting, we know, to be high donor. You know, so ones that are really staple for the um, the Democrat Party, not anything that I know that is Soros back. But again, he's popular. He seems to have support on both sides and he's able to raise money. So he's definitely something to keep your eyes on. Absolutely. We'll keep our eyes on it. Raven Harrison, thanks for joining the program and for all of your expertise. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, you you listen to Raven talk about uh, uh, the what ifs of the Democrat Party. Certainly her attitude towards it is that the Democrat Party plays to a lot of these audiences in the sense that they want to do whatever's popular. Certainly term limits in, in younger generations seem antiquated. The Gavin Newsom conversation rigor, I think, is interesting because if you're a Democrat right now and you're looking at Biden's behavior and his kind of cognitive state, or at least what seems to be from the outside his cognitive state, you have to think there's got to be a younger, smarter, more appealing alternative. And Gavin Newsom is that, despite the fact that many people, myself included, don't really care for the man's politics. I mean, he looks like an Olympian of articulation compared to President Biden. I mean, I agree with you. I think that um, when it get, comes to the politicians that are running for office or how long they stay in office after they get elected and keep getting reelected, I think there does there does have to be a, a point in time uh, when they're forced to probably step away due yeah. to age. Yeah, 
And I'm. It's probably. I don't, not, and I don't probably know. I don't know years, what that. But, I don't know what that number is. I don't know. But everybody, you know what? everybody has different cognitive abilities at different ages. I have some real thoughts on that. I'd like to hear from you. 800-859-0957. Next time I'm on, we'll do a section just on term limits. But it's time for a brief break. Just back in a few.